When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Push it up. Look, now that's a bad thing with a bad thing. You see how many bad things cash bring. Shorty, you know that I'm loving the way that you're moving that body. Said I'm jeans fit on you like Pirelli's on a new Bugatti. This is one of those artists that I always feel like such a white wanker when I try and say it. A white wanker? Zoe Dallas. Dallas. You know, it's like saying 50 cent. Yes. I just feel like I'm not cool enough to be saying it. Bad tings. You're cool enough to us, Tucky. The rich mix. This is a request from our uh, producer, Chris Bundes. Nice. Just, uh, is this your jam right now? I was bumping it on the way into work this morning. Right? 4 a.m. In the, in the Corvette? Uh, no, I didn't take it today. It's raining. Oh. Yeah, he doesn't like his uh, Corvette to get wet. No. <laughs> yeah. Precious. What do you do if there's like a freak rainstorm and you're out in the Corvette? Um, do you like drive? Do you drive into an underground garage and try and avoid it, or do you just suck it up and drive through it? Uh, there have been a few. Uh, usually, I'll suck it up and, and, and continue to drive. But there have been a few occasions where the rain was really bad, where I did pull over and stop. Mm-hmm. And what do you do once the car gets wet? Do you have to dry off everything? Do you get underneath the car and try and dry stuff off too? What? I don't get underneath the car, but I will wipe it down because I can't stand dirt on the rims, on on like anything on the back bumper. Yeah, it just drives me crazy. It's a perfect car. There you go. Well, good morning, everyone. Good. It's Tucker and Mora. I guess it might not be morning. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting that. <laughs> Could be evening. Could be middle of the night. Hello, everybody. So Mora and I are currently prepping because we have to go on TV tomorrow to talk about the songs of the summer for 2019. The contenders. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't really know who's going to have the actual song, but we're pretty sure that the song is already out. Usually it would be because it kind of starts to gain momentum and then everybody falls in love with it and it's playing in all the clubs and every patio you go to. And yeah. It just takes you back. It will remind you of summer 2019 forever. Exactly. And if it's not out now, it'll be out in the next week or so. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll be, they'll probably, the artists will just save it for the fall. Right. You know, we know Selena Gomez is sitting on a bunch of new music. If it's not out now, she's not putting it out in August, I don't think. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we were trying to come up with like the five songs that we believe are the real contenders. And, you know, we were looking at the charts and thinking about vibe. And we had some disagreements. Like Mora Mora is under the impression that you could have a down-tempo song of the summer. Yes. And I would disagree with you. Well, then you forget what the song of the summer was last year. But anyways. Well, what was the song of the summer Drake last year? Drake in my feelings. Yeah, but that wasn't a down-tempo ballad. I would say it's very similar to the, the song that I put as a contender this year that you don't agree with, tempo-wise. Okay, well, this was one song that Mora wants to see on our list. And I'm like, there's no way <laughs> that this is a song of the summer. To me, this is not a song that you're going to hear at a party this summer. Mm -hmm. This is not a, oh, you know what? I'm putting together a doc playlist for 
Cottage Weekend 2019. I hear ya. I'm putting this one at the top of the list. Dancing with a stranger. <laughs> like this it has song, to be an upbeat song this, in some capacity. I hear you. This song though seems to have like it just it, it was released a while ago, mm-hmm. but the momentum of it just keeps going. You hear it on every radio station, except of course for rock stations, but it just won't go away. So I wonder if the longevity of it is speaking to the fact that it will be the song of summer 2019. Nah, it's too much of a ballad. It's not even in our top five. No, it's not. It didn't make the top five. I would say another song that is in our top five that probably shouldn't be there, but we can't deny the popularity of this song, is Billie Eilish. She's got her song, Bad Guy. And I'll be honest with you, I like Billie Eilish. This song does nothing for me, but it's huge right now. I like this song. Like I don't not like it, but it's not a song that I'm craving to hear. Yeah, it doesn't really speak to like that summertime song that's going to take me back either. It's not going to be my number one pick. Yeah, when I hear this song, I'm not going to be like, oh, that brings me back to July 18th. Oh, yeah. Fireworks, you know, Billy fell off the dock. Started making out with that girl I just met. Right. So, I mean, when we talk about vibes like that, I I feel like the the one that's going to win... Can I say? Well, I don't know if I have it ready, but you can. Old Town, Town Road. Road. I got the horses in the back. Yeah. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black. Got the boosters black to match. If I'm driving and this song comes on, I have to crank it up. Yeah. It's a song that I actively search for. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think there's a there's a bigger song of the summer than this one, even though there may be some songs that sell more copies. Yeah. I don't and know anybody that hears this and doesn't sing along to it. <laughs> to me, it, it, the fact that it's also on the country charts, I mean, you got it crosses genres. Yeah, it crosses over, exactly. But other songs that are in our top five, when we go on TV, that we'll be talking about. Yeah. Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. This one might be the second runner-up. Mm. It's got a great vibe to it. Yeah. You know, people like singing along with that part, right? Mm. And this one, of course. Yeah. Is there a chance that that song came out a little bit too early, though, to be Song of the Summer? I don't think so, but... It's just so it's so universally loved that song. Yeah. You know what I mean. Sometimes that song of summer, you're suffering severe burnout from it by September, mm-hmm. and maybe that will be the case with this one. Uh, m- most of the time, that's the case, right? You hear the song ninety times a week, right. and then by <laughs> week twenty, you can't stand it anymore. <laughs> uh, there's this one too. Just came out. But it's catchy as hell. I feel like this song is going to be everywhere this summer, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't really do it for me. But yeah, but you're not a Taylor Swift fan no, in any this capacity. Is, uh, you need to calm down, Taylor Swift. So even though that song just came out, there's uh, I feel like it's 
growing legs very quickly. Mm-hmm. Let's do a little game here. I'm going to play, because I was, you know, as we were prepping for this, we were just looking back at previous years. I want to play Songs of the Summer from Years Gone By, and I want to see if you're able to guess the year it was the Song of the Summer. Okay. Okay. And I'm not going to pick anything easy like the last five years. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to go further back. All right. Okay. Guess what year this is. Oh. This, this song was awesome. It was one of my favorite songs of the summer in the last, I don't even want to tell you what I category say, or what uh, chunk of years, but. This is from 2007. No, later actually. 2011. Party oh. Rock Anthem, LMFAO. I love this song. I still don't mind hearing it to this day. Okay. What about this song here? This song was everywhere that summer. Everywhere. To me, this is like almost the perfect template of a song of the summer. Right. Party song, yeah. upbeat, wow, wow. appearance by Snoop Dogg. Yeah, can you guess the year on this one? 2008. It was either eight or ten. I think it might be ten. It was ten. It was oh, 2010. Man. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go back a little further now. Okay. Okay. This is interesting. Uh, will you? I was getting cut Oh, hang on. What? This is a commercial in a okay. YouTube video. <laughs> oh. Two thousand even? Yeah. No. Two thousand one. No. Two thousand two. No. It's like a Price is Right game. Nineteen ninety. No. Two thousand three. You were close. Crazy in Love with Beyonce and Jay Z. Monster song. I remember actually. I was in Montreal at the time. That's why I was like, okay, what years was I in Montreal? But yeah, that's the thing about the song of the summer. It will take you back to a certain place. It's like a smell. Yeah. You smell something. You're like, oh, that's. I'm on the boat with my dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was trying to find the most recent rock song that made it because song of summer. Yeah, to be the number one song charts and everything through the entire summer. And uh, this is the most recent rock song that was number one. Matchbox 20. (laughs) The look on your face right now. I don't even remember this song. What song is this? Bent. Yeah. This song does nothing for me at all. I know it was a big hit. Shouldn't be so complicated. Just tell me in there. The year was 2000, Maura. Oh, okay. Oh, this song, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know it. You want to hear another big song from 2000 that'll make you laugh? Was it a bad year for music, Tucker? It was another rock song. Oh. I, I don't think it was a bad year. I'm surprised this song wasn't actually number one. But uh, <laughs> remember this one? Yeah. Take me higher. Nice. That's 1998 from Human Play. I remember that one. Well, this song actually charted in 2000, though. Yeah, it was the same year that uh, Matchbox 20 was number one. But the album may have come out. The album came out in 1998. It was Human Clay, I remember, because I had it as a kid. 
This is is Creed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Our man Scott Staff. Anyway, it was a monster song. And it was one of those songs that if you liked it, people would make fun of you at My Circle of Friends. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. You know what song My Circle of Friends used to make fun of you for liking is um, Tal Bachman. She's so so high. Really? High above me. She's so lovely. Just the way it starts. <laughs> you know, it's so cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> Your friends would make fun of you for this one oh, yeah. right here. Oh, yeah. We used to put on playlists as a joke. Flesh and bone. This is a song that's been in a bunch of movies, though. Yeah. It, I still, it comes up even today. Like, I feel like I just heard this song on a soundtrack in the last few years. Yeah, it's very movie friendly. You know, a movie starring Jennifer Aniston trying to find love. Yes. Ready, guys? Yeah. Here we go. Okay, there is a song that is one of my favorite songs of summer. And maybe it was, uh, I don't know, maybe it was just the summer that I had, lots going on. But who doesn't remember this song? Oh, yeah. Great song. Yeah. Speaking of songs that were in movies, I feel like this song was used for every trailer for about two years straight. Did Third Eye Blind ever have another hit? They, they did have a. They had songs that were big, but I don't think they had much after that album. Right. Yeah, I think it was all that one album. They were like Eve Six. Do you remember Eve Six as a band? They had a monster album, and then after that, it was like, meh. It's like Everclear. Remember Everclear? Yeah. <laughs> Loved Everclear. Here we go. I want something else to get me through this. Send me some kind of life. Okay, there is this song that you'll remember too. That was big from Third Eye Blind. If you want oh, to. Yeah. I already remember it. You do, eh? Yeah. This is a great song. This one, I think you'll still find some radio stations play. Mm. Well, those two, actually. And Jumper. Jumper, they play still. Oh, yeah, Jumper, yeah. Let me get into this. I wonder how's it gonna be when you don't know me. Aww. How's it gonna be when you so I'm not there? You know, we need to make a playlist of all these old tracks. Throw it on. It's a good cottage playlist. Yeah. I got a lot of playlists that have these kind of songs on it. I'm big into nostalgia, so. Yeah. I like having songs like this show up. You know, like I was playing, um, you'll laugh at me for this. The other day, last uh, weekend, I was playing, and I love this song. Although it's more of a fall song for me than it is a summer song, because I'm pretty sure it came out in the fall. Mm -hmm. But Counting Crows and uh, Long December. Yeah. Long December, there's reason to believe. Bundes, you remember this? No, this one doesn't ring a bell. Not a Counting Crows guy. I was never into them, no. 
This is a good song, Tucker. Yeah. What year was this? Oh, God, I uh, would have been 1996, 1997. Yeah, I was listening. 1962. <laughs> right after know. the Beatles came out with Help, yeah. I was the Counting Crows in a long December. 96, I think I was listening to What's the Story, Morning Glory. Oasis, oh, yeah, of um, course. Bush X, Razor Blade Suitcase. Bush X, yes. Well, I remember them before they were Bush X, and they were just Bush. And then they had to change their name because there was another Bush out there that nobody had heard of, but had, I guess, registered the name. But I mean, this song right here from Bush was unbelievable. What song is this? Oh, yeah. Glycerine? What year was this then? Uh, that would have been 94. Yeah. 16 Stone. About the same time that Our Lady Peace was coming out with Clumsy. And... That was 96. Oh, was it? like Matchbox 20 because I feel like we had all of this really awesome rock like bring up all these great bands that I remember and then Matchbox 20 just kind of watered it down for me this song was killer and then another Bush song was really good what uh, I mean little things Machine Head Machine Head uh, Everything Zen okay no I'm thinking still first album Come down, come down. <laughs> was an amazing song. I yeah, I do. I totally remember loving this album so much. Oh. I probably lost a little bit of hearing listening yes. to this album, having it up so loud. Let me get into that. I feel like we've jumped down a rabbit hole, though. We, we started talking about songs in the summer of 2019. Sorry. And now we're into 1994. Yeah, this is pretty cool. When it all comes down, I don't want to come back down from this cloud. Oh, God, guys. I feel like I'm at a dude party right now. Yeah, is that kind of a dude party song? Yeah, that's a dude party. You guys went, you went a little too dude for me. You went down a dude tunnel. That was the first album I ever bought, 16 Stone. Really? Yeah, that was that, the first one. That's a song that I remember, you know, that time of my life. I wish I could sing it. Where, you know, you're imagining that you're in the band and you're singing it and all the chicks are loving it. And you're just like, I wish I was so cool and I could play that. And such and such person would have totally have a crush on me while yes. I was jamming it out. Anyway. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, well, what else do you want to talk about in this podcast? You know what I wanted to revisit? We touched on this just lightly on our show, and I thought it was so cute. And it's the senior games. Oh, I didn't yeah. even realize they had such a thing, but they have this sporting event called the senior games where all these 
uh, senior citizens are competing against each other. And we were talking about the 103-year-old that just set a record for the 100-yard dash. Do you have to be a certain age to compete in these games? Because 103, you'd think if there was... An 80-year-old, that they would beat the pants off the 103-year-old. That's a great question. I'm sure they have categories. Oh, okay. Maybe it was like the 100-plus It could have been <laughs> the 100. It could have been the, uh, yeah. So I the let me see here. The senior, actually, look at this. They have senior games associations all over the place in Toronto, in oh, Ontario. Yeah? That's really cool. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, why not, right? So this woman broke a, a record, I guess, for her age category. Okay. And, uh, well, I would hope, because she, she ran the 100 yards in, uh, it was 46 seconds, I think, which is... Okay, so... To we, give you a perspective, uh, what was the record Usain that Usain Bolt. Bolt had for it? Uh, this is the 100-yard dash, right? Yeah. Usain did the 100 meters, oh, uh, which okay. was 9.58, and I believe the 100 yard is about 9 meters less. So I think the record for that is, is uh, just under 9 seconds for the 100 yard. <laughs> Let's not call it a dash, okay? Let's call it a quick pace. Okay, well, the 100-yard dash, it was 46.7 seconds, and here she is. I thought it'd be neat to run at 100 and uh, do the 100-yard dash. I hope I'm inspiring them to be healthy. Man, apparently uh, what they do to inspire the uh, seniors to run faster is they put a giant bowl of pudding at the finish line. Tucker. Pudding? (laughs) I don't know. What do do 103-year-olds get excited about? Uh, It's a container of Bengay. And they're just thinking about like taking a bath in it. Tiger bomb? I think about how sore I get when I do anything active now. (laughs) I'm not even half that age. Yeah. And, you know, I can't imagine what it'd be like if you do some sort of exercise and you're 100. It must take a month to recover after that. Yeah, that's a really good point with the the lactic acid buildup in the muscles. I feel it for 24 hours minimum after a workout. Apparently, the person that was closest to her uh, fell out of the race when her foot fell off. <laughs> Just came clean right off. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't handle. The Are you stress. allowed to use props when you're running in this? Like, can you use your walker as a walker? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you probably could, but you probably wouldn't win. Forty-six seconds. What's the average human run that distance? Yeah, like what like, would it not, take you to do that? I wonder. I would say probably twenty. Twenty-five. Yeah. I'm not a fast runner. I mean, hundred and three. Like, that's the kind of stuff, if you're going to live to 103, you want to be able to run 100 yards, right? Wouldn't that be amazing? Like, you know, you don't want to be, I think my grandmother lived to 96 or 97, but, you know, she was full on dementia at the end. Oh, yeah. And she's in a home and all that. And that's like not the way I want to see myself living if I live that long. I I want to be just like, by the way, her nickname, uh, this woman is Hurricane Hawkins. I want to be like Hurricane Hawkins. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. And have a cool nickname. And then die in your sleep. Is there like, can you compete and then represent Canada in, in you know, kind of like an Olympics for old yeah, people? Yeah, no, I th- totally. That's exactly what this is. That is so cool. Yeah, it's neat. It would be more fun to watch, too, than a lot of the track and field events that oh, regular athletes that are That are over in nine seconds, you know? Yeah. Remember watching that race at the Olympics with Hussein Bolt, the 100-meter dash, and you're like, all this buildup, and then it's over. Yeah, like the Kentucky Derby. 
Yes. Imagine they ran it with really old horses <laughs> and really old jockeys on top. Yeah. And it took a long time and there was lots of lead changes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Might be more fun. Anyway, congratulations to Hurricane Hawkins. Uh, speaking of audio I wanted to play, um, this was something that came through that was actually sent to us through a service, but it was the best news bloopers from the last month. Oh, good. I love news bloopers. This one, it starts off with one that's just unbelievable. They're talking about trying to get a comment from somebody who's dead. We tried to reach out to the man who died in this pursuit. They were unavailable for comment. (laughs) (laughs) What? How does that even happen? (laughs) Tried to reach out to the man who died in this pursuit. They were unavailable for comment. Micah, back to you. There's some fog. Oh, my gosh. Mainly... May is Lyme Awareness Month in Minnesota, and today several lawmakers in the cities will be lit up, not lawmakers rather, landmarks. <laughs> that was a good one, sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't feel sorry for them because they're reading off a teleprompter. It's true. Mm-hmm. And this is really an inspirational story. And I mean, this woman is 77 years old. Her name is, um, oh my gosh, what is her name? <laughs> Her name is, um, oh my gosh, what is her name? Really inspirational story. So inspirational that you can't remember her name. But you know what? I totally feel for her because I've been in that situation where we've been talking to someone on the air and you've totally forgotten their name. Yeah. I mean, I've done it before. I know it. You can visit lsdmatchmaker.com for more information. LDS matchmaker. LSD matchmaker. It's probably a totally different uh, website. You don't, don't go there to find a match. Oh. I just read what's Don't go to that website. <laughs> Don't go to that website to find a match. Oh. So whoever typed that into the teleprompter screwed it up. Yes. All right. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. Is there anything out there that is just too much work for you to eat that you don't bother eating it anymore? And I'm not talking about making it. Because I could easily say, oh, turkey dinner is too much work for the amount of satisfaction you get out of it. Sure it is. No, I mean the actual act of eating that item. Oh. Because I basically, there's a fruit that I love, but Mm. it's just, it's too much. Avocado? Uh, No, but that would be a close one to what the one I'm going to bring up. I find you got to eat the whole thing or it's just going to go bad. You got to leave that pit in it if you're going to save the other half. Mm -hmm. But uh, It's pineapple. No. I'm going to guess watermelon. No. Watermelon is not a lot of work. <laughs> I, I, what are you talking I won't about? Eat, I won't buy a watermelon because it's just it, like you got to cut the huge thing. You got to cut it. And then nah. eat it. What, nah. what do you mean? Nah. That's all you have to do. And then it do. goes bad in your fridge because yeah, you nah. only eat half of it. Watermelon uh, goes bad? Yes. No. I've never seen watermelon go bad. How long are you kids. keeping it That's in there? Because you have a couple of slices, then you're over it. You're like, wow, it's just like I'm having a glass of water. Yeah, I mean, I get why you would, you know, not be a fan of watermelon, but it's not too much work. You literally just go, ka-cha, ka-cha, you got a chunk, you start eating it. Okay, hold on. It's not pineapple? It's not pineapple, but that is a lot of work, but I find that it lasts a long time. Like, once you cut it, you've got a lot, and you can enjoy it for several days. The orange. No, love an orange. Um, you're close, though. Oh, it's citrus. It's a no, citrus you're fruit. close. It's a fruit. fruit. It's a fruit. Star fruit. I don't buy star fruits. Uh, I have no idea what that's like. Kiwis. No. Okay, what is it? It's a mango. Mango, mango is a giant pain in the ass for me. Is it? You well, don't you gotta, gotta cut it. You got. You can't eat the skin. Nope. 
and it's got a giant pit. <laughs> yes. So it's like, I feel like you need to be a surgeon in order to get the pit out of there. Because mm-hmm. it's not easy. It's not an easy pit like an avocado where you just give it, it a kind twist. It falls off. And then it, you can pull it out. It's a hairy fruit. It's a bit hairy, isn't it? Well, I, I love it. I, I love it's fresh del- mango. It's delicious. But the work to get to the good stuff... Unless you just peel it and eat, eat it, it like an apple and avoid the core, but then it's so messy because mm-hmm. if it's ripe, there's a lot of juice. Yeah, no, I I get into just peeling it. If it's ripe, you just peel that right off mm-hmm. and away you go. But yeah, I get what you're saying. You don't really know what angle the pit is at either, so it's very easy to like slice a finger off, you know? Yeah. Seriously. Well, it's not. It's like a long pit. Yeah, it's a long, skinny, flat pit. And yeah, so you just cut all these sections and then you got to basically spoon it out or... So no mango salsa at Tucker's house. Well, unless I buy it pre-made. I just, I feel like it's, I look at them, I want them, but I'm not interested in putting in the work to eat it. If I hand you a mango and a, uh, what do they call them with the seeds in them that's delicious that people put in uh, salads? Oh, a pomegranate? And a pomegranate. Yeah. Which one would you rather set up for me for a nice salad you know i've never prepped a pomegranate oh, in my life pomegranate. i've had i've had pomegranate seeds that are in a container yes. but i've never actually harvested them myself very annoying tucker okay very annoying what about how would how do you feel about seafood um lobster Ugh. crab stuff like that I do you get annoyed with that i don't like de-bearding mussels you know have you ever de-bearded no. a mussel? No, I only buy. I've never made mussels at home. It seems like a giant pain. I buy them at a restaurant. It's all done for me. Yeah, it's a giant pain. <laughs> Shucking oysters. You ever shucked oysters? Yes. That's kind of a pain too. It's a, once you get the hang of it, it's okay. But uh-huh. there's a good chance you're going to cut into your hand. I, I feel like when I'm shucking an oyster that you know they kind of clean some stuff off. I'm always worried that I'm leaving a little bit of the poo behind. <laughs> The, you know, I don't think there's oyster poo that you have to worry about. <laughs> I think there is. There's a little mung. No, usually what they do is they crack it open. You try not to get any shell in. Yes. And then you just give it a little, uh, you cut the, if it's the umbilical cord, whatever it is that connects it to the shell. Yes. So it's going to slide out. But I don't think there's poo you, you kn- take out. You know, when you're having a shrimp and there's a black line across the back of it, that is a black line of poo. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Google it. Really? Yes. And do you, is that something that you normally eat? Like most people eat when you peel a shrimp and you're preparing it for your barbecue or your pasta or whatever you got to pull that black line out and if you see it on your plate it's poo if somebody's done a poor job so it's not supposed to be served that way no okay so yeah there's another one i don't like i don't yeah seafood's tough and there's a lot of wastage with that too you get all the shells you got to deal with crab legs are amazing Mm -hmm. but they got to be cut in half like if you get them that are split right down the middle, so they're almost open face, if you will, and ah. you just get them out of there. Amazing. But if you have to crack them all yourself. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of work. It's too much. Yeah. I, I My husband is obsessed with king crab legs. He's oh, like, so tonight, good. crab legs, crab legs. I'm like, no, I don't see the joy in it because it is too much work for me. But if you buy them prepped... Like, I, there was this guy who s- used to sell seafood out of his truck that would come by my house in London. <laughs> what? Well, it was legit. You know, it was like a freezer truck. 
Oh, and he'd okay. have boxes of prepared seafood. Uh-huh. And crab claws and crab legs, if they're prepared the right way, are amazing. So he would give them to you cooked or... Well, they're pre-cooked, yeah. And so, then you'd throw them on the barbecue? And you just reheat them essentially any way you want. Oh. I, mean, I mean, you'd buy them, but... Right. Yeah, you put them. Uh, you could put them on a barbecue. You could throw them in the oven. You put up some garlic butter because it's already exposed, mm-hmm. and then it's so good. Same with crab claws. If you just get the claw and it's prepped the right way, you can. You just reach in and you pull the thing out. So good. Mm. But if it's not, and you got to do the cracking, forget about forget it. Forget it. I don't. If I'm at a buffet and there's crab claws and they're all intact, no. No, I hear you. Uh, anyway. So you're okay with mango? I'm totally no fine with mango. It's more mussels that I don't want to do anymore. And I hate buying mussels at a restaurant because they're actually quite cheap to buy. Do mussels have poo around them that you have to watch for mussels as well? Mussels have beards. They okay. have a beard. And it's the hair on the outside of the shell? Yeah. And it's what attaches them. It's like, you know, they're kind of like a barnacle. It's what attaches them to what stuff, the ocean floor or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Will you ever eat a muscle that hasn't quite opened? No. That's the rule that you're supposed to follow, right? If it's not open, don't force don't the issue. Don't be like, oh, I really want this one. Yeah. <laughs> I had muscles the other day that were too fat. I guess people generally, uh, did we have this conversation yeah. already? I feel like we did. but it, had a were, muscle or an oyster? It was. A, there were muscles and there was just, the muscles were too big. Ooh. The shell was normal size, but when you crack them open, <laughs> it was like they were on uh, some sort of growth hormone. <laughs> And then you're eating them, and there was just too much. You know, you're only supposed to have muscles in uh, a month that ends with an er. So I, I thought it was a month that ended in a Y. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. You're serious? You're wrong. No, no. Well, I how am many right. months? November, December. Sem- September. October, September. September. So September. So it's a fall thing. Nah. No, I'm serious. I heard this before from I a heard fish it was guy. Why? <laughs> January, February. You heard why? So like July, July and, and then, that's it. And then, well, January, January, February. February, and July. And I heard September. That's October, it's got to be it's November. Good. This has December. to be fake. It has to be fake. No, I swear to you, it's ending in herb. Should you (laughs) eat mussels? What are the best months to eat? Here we go. Okay. Common lore. Common lore. (laughs) I I found it too. I wonder if you're reading the same thing I am. Okay. Common lore states that we should only be eating shellfish, especially oysters, in months with the letter R. So we can help ourselves to all the oysters, mussels, and clams uh, we can eat from September through April. What's, where's, oh, because there's an R in April, there's an R in February, Okay, but there isn't in May, June, July, It's the R August. rule. It's the R rule. So where's your rule? So September through April. Maybe mine was totally wrong. I thought it was in muscles yeah, that end in, the I thought, in Y. So you're supposed to not actually eat shellfish in the summer, which is funny because it feels like such a summertime thing to have shellfish. And it says that uh, it's about the tides. But I feel and like... And harvesting is apparently banned. But depends where, maybe. Mm. Maybe it's local. Because wouldn't there be a place in the world where it would be okay at any time of the year? Or if we have a bad month, they have a good month? Anyway. I don't know. I, uh, the, the best part about this is that I was right and you were wrong. 
Yes! Uh, should we leave on that note then? I think so. I think so. Shorty, do you got a man? Do he take you shopping? Do he drop them bands? All right, so. Christmas gets red bow tie on them. The moral of the story is that I'm full of shit and more is right. That's right. Always listen to me. Honestly, I've eaten oysters so many times in the summer and had a very positive experience. So I feel like if that was once a rule, it doesn't apply anymore. It's an old timey thing. I don't know. Pretty sure a fish You're probably just old. You're probably just old. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, we got another podcast that comes out every week, which is the Take Two podcast. That's right. Chance to hear stuff uh, from the show. See ya.